Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle, War Report family? It's your guy, Ike Jones, and we are back with another morning drop. Today, we are talking about transfer defensive lineman Gage Keys added now to the Auburn Tigers roster for 2024. How is he going to impact things? Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. You are now listening to The War Report. Morning Drop. It is Tuesday, December 19th. Ike Jones in here with Mike G talking a little bit about defensive line transfer. Gage Keys, who has recently been added to the Auburn roster. Trying to see what's up on that. Before we get into the conversation, y'all need to do the necessary, which is share this video. Make sure you are doing that out there on all the social medias that you can. Go ahead and give us a thumbs up on the video and subscribe to the channel. That would definitely be a great help to us. If you're out there in the land of podcasts, and make sure you're giving us that five-star review and sharing the content with somebody else. Mike G, you got a little mic interference back there going on, man. Let's see if we can clear that up. But um but yeah, for right now, we're going to have this conversation started with Gage Keys, who is a transfer from Kansas. He is a three-star rated out of high school transfer and uh, been doing some good work over there for the the good folks in Kansas. Uh, I, he's a rotational guy. Let me see if I can gr- grab Mike G and bring him back in here. Uh, Mike. Yeah, can you hear me? There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, rotational defensive lineman. He is 6'5", 280, 290, depend on where you're looking. Uh, PFF shows him as 290. Uh, the rival site has him listed as 280. Um, but last season, totaling only 13 tackles, it looks like, uh, appeared in 301 total snaps for the team, one sack on the season. 
Um, but listen, the last guy that we got from Kansas worked out pretty well. So, I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to be Marcus Harris, but he has an opportunity to come in and add some depth to a defensive line that needs some additional depth. When you talk about attrition on the uh, defensive line, You've got, of course, the aforementioned Marcus Harris there, who is going to be going to pro. He was 6'3", 295. So, um, you know, again, if he's the 290 listed on his PFF, then he's right around the same size profile as Marcus Harris. If he's the 280 lifted, listed on Rivals, then he comes in a little light on that. I'm not sure what can- the Kansas side has him listed as. Uh, but then you look at the rest of the defensive line and the attrition that's going to be happening there. Of course, Mosiah, Mosiah, excuse me, Nasili Kite, the 6'2", 285 transfer last year. So, again, it's right in that same size. Uh, no longer going to be on the team. Of course, he's out of eligibility unless he gets some sort of miracle um, waiver and wants to come back for another season. Uh, you're going to be losing Lawrence Johnson there from the interior defensive line, 6'2", 310, so more of a nose tackle type there, but he has out of eligibility. Those are the only for sure losses along that line that you're going to have are those two, but those two are pretty big losses, and you saw the difference that Nasili Kite made as far as the rotation is concerned along that defensive front. But the emergence, of course, along the defensive line, of the young guy, Keldrick Falk, there at the DN position helped out a lot to make sure that you could solidify some things up there. 6'6", 288 coming in for Deldrick, uh, excuse me, Keldrick Falk. Uh, Darren Reed Jr., the other guy that had not really had a lot of opportunities, 6'3", 295, also up there. He is a true freshman, likely going to be getting some time. Uh, Coach Freeze mentioned him specifically when he was talking about um, defensive line in the potential for guys rotating in for the bowl game. So looking forward to seeing what Darren Reed can provide. And then not sure what's going to happen with Justin Rogers and Zacavius Walker. Both of those guys, juniors, another year of eligibility. Um, Justin Rogers, uh, think is on his last year of eligibility coming back next year. Zeke Walker has, uh, of course, been a, a stalwart and not played a lot because of injuries, but they're along the defensive front as well. Mike G., uh, thoughts about Gage Keys and his potential to be a part of this defensive line? Uh, defensive line, right? Bolstering the trenches was always going to be super important for Auburn. Uh, you know, they lose some pretty big uh, names on defense. Uh, so, in my opinion, they have to get better in other areas. Um, you know, now defensive back, the defensive backfield was the strength of this team. Uh, I still think that they'll be pretty good, but they may not be the best on the team. Can the defensive line step up? Maybe. Um, this guy comes in from Kansas. Uh, you kind of read down his stats. He's the second uh, transfer that Auburn is getting in this cycle. Uh, the first one was Robert Lewis. So, um, you know, the three-star prospect, you know, what you hope with with a guy like this is, is that that year that he's had at the college level translates uh, – to him being closer to like a four-star guy at this point. Well, so right? Gage Keys, uh, just for clarity, he has, this will be a grad transfer for him. He played his first couple of seasons with Minnesota, not getting a lot of snaps there. He did see yeah. a few snaps in his uh, third year there. Uh, he had the one season there with Kansas that where he played more snaps this season. Uh, so he is a grad transfer at this time. But to your point. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, he spent three years with Minnesota before yeah. transferring. Yeah. And so um, those maybe those this first year of like full, not full time, but rotational duty with Kansas will get him into a place where he's ready to, to play more snaps here with Auburn. Yeah. You know, like I said, uh, just he g- got some recognition in the Sun Belt, you know, as a player who 
was like third team sub build or something like that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know that this kid is a star in this offense. Or, I'm sorry, this defense. But you hope that he comes in and helps you bring some depth, uh, gives you some solid reps. Again, has played at this level um, and uh, can come in and kind of contribute on, on the level that a four star prospect. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's look, what Marcus Harris was a two star out of high school. Right. Right. So it's, it's not uh, I don't want to get caught up in what his high school star rating was. Mm-hmm. Didn't have and, and let's be clear. He didn't have a ton of productivity at Kansas mm-hmm. this last right. season. But what you're hoping, like, like to your point, is you get good rotational depth from him. Somebody who can come in and there's not going to be a significant drop off because that was the biggest concern for Coach Freeze with his defense along the defensive line is didn't feel like he could rotate enough guys through where playing tempo in offense doesn't hurt your defense because Marcus Harris is having to play too too many snaps, right? So uh, hopefully he's going to be a guy who they feel comfortable rotating in at that D tackle, which is where I think he's going to slot in position or maybe even – a little bit at defensive end, probably not as much at defensive end, but D tackle right. is probably where he's going to play the vast majority of his snaps. Reminds me a little bit, kind of like um, he obviously he plays on the offensive line, but you know, in terms of profile, he reminds me a little bit of, of Gunnar Britton hmm. in terms of the pickup. You know, a guy coming in uh, with with little eligibility left, um, lots of experience, and you know, and but hasn't played much at the power five level. So well, I mean, Kansas is a P five school. They're, they're yeah, in the um, right, right. Just I mean, just not a lot. Just not a ton. A ton at the Power Five level, right? Yeah. So like, um, it, but has a chance to be a solid. Listen, Gunnar Britton was a solid player for Auburn. Yeah. last year, right? Uh, I expect him to, to maybe contribute close to that level. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see what if 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 defensively. Th- uh, well, as a team, they continue to not even continue. Uh, God, it takes me for this one. I, I had some doubts about the player evaluations for a lot of the guys they brought in last year. And I'll be interested to see I, if they hit on more of these guys that they're bringing in this year. Uh, because, again, a lot of the guys who your main contributors that were existing on the roster – are leaving this year and you've got some holes to fill right. and you know, can't, is this staff going to evaluate better from the portal? Um, they did a the decent last- job along the de- defensive portal, right? So you think about yeah. Mosiah Nasili Kite, he came in and he did well. Um, Larry Nixon was okay, right? He wasn't like groundbreaking, but uh, yeah, he was okay. You uh, had, uh, I'm forgetting somebody immediately. Oh, Lawrence Johnson, I just talked about him. He mm-hmm. was pretty decent this last year for Auburn. So they did okay on the defensive side in the portal. It was really just the wide receivers, man. Like, the 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 I think the hype around the wide receivers makes everybody yeah, brought feel the whole like, portal class down. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it feels so much worse because you look uh, at the lack of contribution that you got from those wide receivers based upon the hype that they had coming in. Justin Rogers, he was a defensive line transfer from last year so he did okay i'm just scrolling through Jalen mcleod defensive transfer did okay right so austin keys defensive transfer for last year like it, they hit on the defense um but it was the offense really where you saw like you know you got of course the tr- contributions from fairweather um and yep. then defensive line gunner Britton. you already mentioned dylan wade that you mentioned already um avery jones who we've not talked about right 
offensive line, they did okay in the transfer. It was really just the wide receivers that when you, like, look at the perception and you're just like, nah, bro. Like, they didn't do well in the portal. It was just the wide receivers. I mean, Peyton Thorne, for whatever you want to take him to be, was okay, right? He wasn't terrible, yeah. right? He didn't live up to the it expectations. Just, just, but he just wasn't. wasn't, like, you know, you're judging it. Were, were these kids what you expected them to be? Yeah. Right? Um, and uh, so the question for Gage Keys is what what does Auburn expect him to be? Do they expect him to be a, a depth piece or do they expect right. him to come in and challenge for a starting job? Right yeah. now, to me, he looks like a depth piece. Right. Yeah, so, I, I can't I mean So he so this would be a failure only if he doesn't play a ton. Right. Right. Correct. Like, like yeah. yeah, like if he doesn't see the field at all, then it was like, okay, you brought in another warm body with one year of eligibility left that you didn't play. Yeah. Um now to your point, that happened more on the offensive side of the ball than it did on the defensive side of the ball. So either guys didn't play or they played, but they were not good. Right. Um, and this year, you know, again, it's, this is not this uh, was not a commitment that was going to knock your socks off and be like, oh, my God, look, they're killing it in the portal. Um, but you do have to continue to build depth and you have to. You, to me, for the staff, everything, everything is about getting to year three, hmm. continue to re- recruit from high school. Bring in experience where you can and get to year three the best way you can. Um, I still believe, well, I know. I know that they don't believe that they're going to be where they need to be in terms of being able to do a lot of things they want to do until year three. And if you want to get there at a serviceable level, bolstering this defense uh, is going to be super important to making sure that you can at least hold serve in year two. Um, because offensively, uh, you know, Auburn fans might be in for a ride. So you've got to bolster this defense. Uh, you've got you've got to try to make them as good as they were last year. Yeah, right? I think the offense. Listen, there's there's a lot of time between now and when we start playing games. The offense has time to make some strides. Mm-hmm. But to your point, you don't know because you're not getting a lot back in your defensive unit that was so good. You don't know what you're going to have there, right? There's there's a lot of very good pieces, not just, oh, well, you know, they were solid. Like, DJ James is not like a guy who you just replace. Yeah, yeah, Jalen yeah. Simpson's not a guy who you just replace. I don't care how talented the person is behind him. You, There is something that talent plus experience is kind of a thing that you can't just automatically replace. You hope the talented guy steps in and can play that well immediately. But talent plus experience is difficult to replace. DJ and Simp are going to be difficult to place. Nehemiah Pritchett going to be difficult to replace. You're missing a lot of snaps with Larry Nixon gone out of there as well, right? Then you're hoping you fill it in with some guys that can come in and contribute immediately. But you got some work to do to get there. Yep. And then Marcus Harris, I didn't even mention him, but yeah, he's a guy who Keys has got to figure out. They got to figure out, can Keys replace however many snaps Marcus Harris played last year to some d- degree? Because he was a big piece of what you did along your defensive line particularly in the run game yeah all right we are going to talk more about this of course but we want to hear what you all have to say about gauge keys new Mm. transfer d tackle for auburn coming up in the 2024 season came over from kansas war report family you are listening to the morning drop where we talk about the most recent and relevant auburn sports news we broadcast live from the war reports youtube channel on monday tuesday wednesday and friday mornings at 10 a.m eastern 9 central time you're welcome to come watch it live but the live chat is reserved for our youtube channel members only so come on by 
Become a member and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Drop! Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Drop! All right, let's get to the comments section here. Auburn Dad says, expect him to be a rotational piece, but he's good at pass rush. Mm, getting after the quarterback is going to be important. Especially so. as a defensive lineman, right? Like, the pass rush is something that Auburn just did not do well at. Like, let's just be yep. honest about it. We were not good at pass rush um, this season and have to get better at having guys being able to win without blitzes. Winning without having to blitz is so crucial for your defense being elite against passing offenses that now have evolved the way that they have and even in the SEC where it hadn't been a thing it's a thing now you yeah. got to be able to get after the quarterback Auburn needs to be able to do that especially from the interior defensive line that is that's priceless when you have a guy who you can line up over a, a guard or a center and they can put pressure right in the face of a quarterback hopefully he can turn into that kind of guy Lance Morgan jumps in and says, Wardam Eagle early signing day tomorrow. If we get all the flips, they got us finishing second behind uh, second being the highest. If we get the majority, we're around sixth, sixth class in the country. Let's get it. Yeah. We will have wall to wall coverage of early signing day tomorrow for you guys. So definitely look forward to that. Oh, uh, look. Trevon said top five. He did. He did say that m- months ago. Yeah, he said top five. Free said top seven by year three, or everybody's going to be looking for a job. Top seven by year two is a significant accomplishment. Yeah. So um, we'll see where they land, but uh, they're going to have to flip somebody big to get there. Um, And they have to hold on to Perry. So, you know, uh, he had a late in-home visit uh, from Saban. And people don't like to hear this, Ike, but Nick Saban says he wants you. But I mean, if he, you know, if he's showing up to your house, that's going to be a pretty convincing. Oh, B- Bama fans said that that Nick Saban never wanted Perry Thompson. Yeah, and that, right. Yeah. Uh, Perry Thompson wasn't that good, so I don't know what. Uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, Bama fans was, know more about what's going on. Apparently, they yeah. don't want him. Good enough to show up to his house late here in the process before early signing day. He's not that good, apparently. Barrett says the Bama fans that uh-huh. as soon as he committed to Auburn, they were talking about how good he was not and how much uh, they they had not recruited him for real. So. Holding on to Perry Thompson to me after getting a late in-home visit from Nick Saban before signing day is would be a double win, right? It, yeah, because it really solidifies what you're selling to recruits. You know, you know, if, if Saban is going to Perry Thompson this late in the process, he's making commitments to him. Right? Let's be real. If he's going this late in the process, he's probably telling him, you are going to be the dude. You're going to be our next guy. Right? Like, forget Auburn. Come to Bamba. Look at our history, recent history of wide receiver. It's been great. He's got that to sell. Right, like I mean, listen. It, there's there is a super effective pitch there, Isaac, and you know, Saban's gonna make it and try to get get this kid in there. So we'll see. But uh, I think holding on to Perry Thompson is gonna be key to trying to get that top seven class this year. 
Yeah, he definitely is going to be a big portion. Listen, the, the freeze five becomes quickly the freeze three and pending four if you don't land Perry Thompson on early signing day because Ryan Williams, of course, is not going to be signing tomorrow. He He's going to be signing on national signing day. So Right. Uh, Steve Bradley jumps in and says, is there any concern moving forward with the O-line, especially from the portal, or are we waiting until after signing day and all bowl games are over? Um, I am not concerned with the portal at all right now. Um, Coach Freeze has said that, listen, this is he's, he's admitted this is not necessarily his strength, is getting these instant flips and things like that from the portal. He's more of a relationship guy, but I think that he is waiting until after he figures out what's happening with this signing class. There are a couple of offensive linemen that he's still after in, at early signing day trying to figure out if they're going to be coming along in this class before he turns his attention to the portal. Um, and I just don't even know that again, um, how I think people confuse how good someone is with how much they've played already. And I don't think our offensive line was as bad as a lot of people like to make it make. I think we had some issues at tackle interior offensive line. I think we were actually pretty good. So someone not making the depth chart, like let's look how good Connor Lou was. And Avery Jones still started in front of him, right? We were good at interior offensive line this season. And so there may be some guys that just haven't played a lot that are actually pretty good that are sitting on the bench right now. When you talk about the Tate Johnsons of the world or the Brayden Joyners, who was a true freshman, um, or um, I always forget his name. He was the other true freshman in this class. And I can't, and I, for whatever reason, when I start, I see his face and I always forget his name when I start to try to reach for it. But there, uh, Clay Whedon, you know, there are guys that are on the bench who haven't played a single snap yet that could be good play. Jeremiah Wright, right? Like, we've got guys, so I'm not as worried about the offensive line or the necessity to go out and get some guys because Dylan Senda, didn't even mention him, right? Like, there's guys, but because if you go and get somebody out of the portal, they are not coming with the expectation that they're going to sit on the bench, right? Like, and so you have to weigh out whether or not they are going to be a quality competitive piece or they're an obvious upgrade, right? Like, are they going to be good with being a depth piece or are they an obvious upgrade if you go and get them out of the portal? If you go and get them out of high school, you can sell them on a process of development and waiting in the wings. And if they're that good, they'll come out and start immediately. It's a little bit easier of a sell to a true freshman than it is to a guy with one or two years left of eligibility that they're going to come in and rotate or sit on the bench. So I'm not really worried about the O-line right now, except for at tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, the O-line was not Auburn's biggest problem last year. Yeah. <laughs> not even close. Uh, so I, I expect them to continue to develop down there and put together something solid. But uh, I'm not that concerned about O-line at this juncture. Yeah, not right now. Uh, Lance Morgan jumps in, says, Well, Freeze said he hasn't navigated this portal as effective uh, as the last due to him concentrating on high school. Just talked about this, which is fine for now because sustainability comes from high school. I agree with this 100%. Yeah. Like, uh, look, I'm telling you, uh, recruiting out of high school is the backbone of all the programs who have sustained success. You know, you have to break the cycles, man. You know, one of the things, the message is coming out of this athletic department that I really like is, is that Freeze is saying, we got to break the cycle from the portal, especially at QB. Yeah. 
We cannot recruit top-level QBs if every year we're going looking for the next one-hit wonder from the portal. So let's get through year two, and let's bet on Walker White or any guy that we bring in between now and then. Yeah. And I I like that. I I like that. I like putting all the chips on Walker White, baby. Right? Yeah, I am not mad with them trying to figure out how to develop a bench and say, hey, all right, next man up is truly a thing at Auburn. When it's your time, you're going to come in and shine. You've learned the system. You've grown in this system. And you have stepped in. You you know the culture. And it's because it's it is I think I don't think people understand how difficult it is to match culture fit, not just scheme fit or plugging a position Mm -hmm. in. Culture fits are so difficult to do when you're meshing so many different people from the portal because you have so little time to figure out how to make those folks gel. And it's easy to fake culture if you're winning, right? But the minute you start losing or the minute you go undefeated and don't get a chance to go play in the uh, freaking college football playoff, your culture falls apart. Not saying that that's going to happen at Florida State, but I am saying that has to be a big blow to those young men that play in that locker room where they're just like, yo, come on, seriously, right? And so it's difficult to get that right because you have, as Coach Freeze talked about, so little time to figure out who this person is. Right. Like you can watch their film and say, oh, they do well at this. And this. Are they a good fit for your locker room? If you're not giving me a chance to get you in and we talk face-to-face, yeah. I'm just going to get one Zoom call and then you, if you, if we get the first visit, then you commit like – that's not time to figure out whether or not that person really fits your locker room and the culture and their work ethic. And you just, it's hard, man. And that's why building it from high school is so much better. You have more time to develop that young man as a person and as a player in your system and your culture. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Break the cell. It's going to be a rough, I think just accept a, a rough year or two that shows some promise for the, Chance at getting the year three where you're competing for the playoff, you can start the site, the uh, the a streak of competing for the playoff regularly. Yeah. The 12 team playoff. Riley M says, Did y'all see the foot race yes. between yes. Cam and PT? That is this? Perry Thompson. Those boys were moving. I did see the video of those guys running in the indoor facility. Uh, it looked like Cam got him by like this much. I, it was a photo it, finish. It looked, it looked pretty much like a t- what What was more impressive is that Perry was out in front pretty good early. Yeah. And yeah. Cam ran him down. Ran him down. He walked him down. Look, at the end of the day, what I saw in this video especially at the finish line, was terrible camera work. Awful. We could not see who won. But yeah. <laughs> it was it was kind of cool seeing those guys out there. Didn't it make you feel good about Perry, though? Like, he's mm. out here. He's not, Is he out here foot racing Camp Coleman to flip the Bama? Like, feels, ah, feels unlikely. Oh, yeah, know? it feels unlikely. Uh, so I thought that was a cool moment. And those guys already building camaraderie as top wide receiver prospects, I think is pretty special. Um, and th- these are kind of the things that don't show up in the stat sheets that really make a g- good team great. Is guys being there for each other, supporting each other. These they're going to be both going to be top prospects, looking to play early, looking to make their mark on their history at Auburn football, and they're already getting along and and and, and you know and competing at a high level. I I, I love everything about that. Like I, I I don't think that was just a foot race. I th- I I think that was a foreshadowing. 
like I think that was a foreshadowing. Yeah, I, I listen. I'm I'm hoping that that becomes listen. L- get them on campus, and then we can uh, start the conversation about who's the fastest wide receiver again, and get Jay Fair into the foot race. And uh, I don't know who else is going to be able to compete with with that group, right? You get those guys and Jay. I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna ask Jay. Does he feel like he could have smoked both of them in that foot race and see what happens after that right. sign? Um, let's see. Uh, TK says to build your team. I disagree at QB this year, though. Get an upgrade makes sense, but I'm not the coach. Uh, listen, it has to be an obvious upgrade, and that's uh, this is the the, the right. Thing you got to be an obvious to, upgrade, yeah. yeah. Like, and not not a statistical upgrade. Like, don't fall in love with the stats. Fall in love with the tape and an mm-hmm. understanding of how they fit into what your offense is going to be good at. This staff, I think, has evaluated where we are today and determined the best opportunity they have for improvement is figuring out how to get Peyton Thorne to the next step in his progression. I am not mad with that decision at all as it stands right now. It makes a ton of sense because, again, it helps to build a progression of Peyton Thorne year one, better Peyton Thorne year two, and whomever is going to be the next person holding Gurner Walker White in that third year will have had time to groom in this system. Hank Brown, I don't want to discount that young man, excuse me, um, has opportunity to build into your system and be the heir apparent. I think that that makes a ton of sense as opposed to going out and getting another one-year rental. Yeah, agreed. Like, um, it's got to make sense. Uh, TK is forgetting about the salary cap that we have now in college football. <laughs> <laughs> right? You had to have money to spend on this stuff, apparently. So it is what it is, but, you know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing progresses. Lance Morgan says getting Harris from the portal will help with replacing DJ and Simp's production. Speaking of AJ Harris, the yeah. uh, the Georgia D bag, D bag, defensive back. Who pissed you off this morning, like defensive back that is in the portal currently? So uh, we will see how things progress with that young man. He apparently had a good visit by all accounts of all of the. The people who, who keep up with that sort of thing. Yeah. Art Thou says Saban's just pra- raising the price on Perry to keep Ryan, in my opinion. So he thinks that Saban is paying more attention to Perry Thompson. So we will go out and increase how much we're trying to recruit him and yeah. take our eyes off of the ball and trying to get uh, Ryan Williams in the boat. He thinks that this is all strategic. Look, at the end of the day, if he does, if that's a factor, let him go. Right. At this point, you probably, if Auburn got Perry Thompson, it means that the NIL money was equal to his top offers, right? At this point in the prospect, if paying him more money is the is the key to keeping him in your class, let him go, right? Uh, because he's going to be a problem for you. Uh, and I would say that about any kid. Uh, Hugh Freeze has said that we have the resources you know, to make kids feel blessed, but that can't come with entitlement. If you do this, you're creating entitlement. I'm sorry. He's already a second, like, top 25 prospect in the country, the whole country coming in. 
and there's a guy in front of him, and you're you're still going to have to get these guys to come in as top prospects and play at a high level and compete. And I just the money part of this, man. I mean, look, it's the part I like the kids are getting their money. Don't get me wrong, but in some ways, I think it is hurting the product at some schools, right? Because uh, you've got this different dynamic here with guys who may come in with the entitlement that Hugh Freeze is worried about. So, it, it, if, again, can't stress enough. If this is a factor, just let them go. Yeah. Right? Like, just let them go. Yeah. Um, listen, it, it. I don't think you want to get into bidding wars over these young men, right? Like, you, you – it's it is what it is you you offer what you offer as far as what you can develop them into and if they don't see the benefit of that and they're just here for a bag then you're never going to be able to keep them right like it's always going to be about who can like uh you know we're, we're not hiring you know paid hitmen and assassins out here we're trying to build a football program and I don't know that anybody has proven that that method actually works like you can get a couple of guys to fill spots but if you're just going out there trying to hire assassins, then you, you might get a, a nine or ten win season, but you're not going to have the kind of success that teams who have been in the top of college football for the last decade have done perennially. And that's not in, that's not the way that they've done it. Um, so even in this new climate, I don't I haven't seen anybody take advantage of it to that degree. And maybe someone will prove me wrong, but they have to do it for more than one season. To, for it to prove wrong you can't just work once and then all of a sudden it's the, the the template or the blueprint that's not how it works uh last one here before we get out of here daniel moultrie asked ike what times does the stream start tomorrow that is a good question i have not yet decided how early because they will get these things rolling in yeah. pretty early in the morning yeah um i i'm old listen i'm i'm my, my kids at home with me this week so i have to be cognizant of that sort of thing and make sure he gets breakfast and all that but i will try to get up and it's going to be earlier than the morning drop so it probably will be in either the seven or eight o'clock hour but just keep your notification bells on we will get in here and get this thing cranking tomorrow for our early signing day coverage i look forward yep. to having another marathon live with those of you who will be able to be on board with us for that Again, we will be back at you guys tomorrow morning, early signing day edition of the War Report. Make sure that you are subscribed, liking the channel, all of those things. Like this video before you get out of here. Turn your notification bells on so you know when we're going live tomorrow. We look forward to that. Until then, until the next time, and as always, War Eagle. Drop! Drop!